Rip City, are you listening? I'm Christian Gamalian. I'm talking with co-host Austin Caphammer, and this is the Peeps and Plaid podcast. Last week, we ran into some technical difficulties, so this week, if it's working, you can see that my fingers are crossed, and for our first video podcast with Blazers Uprise. So, Blazers Media Day went down on Monday, and we got to hear interviews from Blazers players, Terry Stotts, Neil Olshay. Uh, So we're going to cover what was discussed and if we're buying what they had to say. So we're just going to jump right into it. Let's start off with Hassan Whiteside. Whiteside's going to be starting for the Blazers at center, if you're not aware of that, uh, after the trade from (laughs) Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard. And Hassan Whiteside claimed that he wants to lead the league in both rebounds and blocks. Are you buying it, Austin? Uh, I mean, I, I'd like to hear it. I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it, you know. Um, it's just kind of like uh, you're at a, in, a, in a car lot hearing a lot of enthusiasm from the car salesman, you know. You want to hear that as opposed to anything else, but doesn't necessarily mean you're driving it off the lot, right? But That's, no, he, he could yeah. he could get – no, that, I don't know. But he could get one of them. Um, I think he could, he could definitely get – blocks more than likely in my opinion and i think a lot of it has to do with situation too um just because you know who knows maybe he was going to hit a stride or something and later in the year and nurt comes back and you know it just never happens and yeah. somebody else just kind of takes the takes the lead um down the stretch so yeah i don't know that's that's a pretty lofty goal but i really like to hear it yeah i think that on a per game basis he definitely has a good shot I, I think I don't know that he'll get enough total to do so, especially after Nurk gets back and if potentially he were to get traded. I think that on a per game basis, it's definitely possible. I don't think he has the best chance in the world. Andre Drummond pretty much owns the rebounds department, yeah. but I mean on you know a per thirty six basis, I think he was it last year. He was averaging seventeen rebounds per game. Yep. So last year, had he played 36 minutes, he would have gotten 17.6 rebounds, according to per 36 numbers. So, Jeez. Yeah, he's definitely a monster on the boards, and he could do it. Um, playing for the Blazers, who are contending, not like Miami was a bunch of scrubs, but he hopefully has a fire under his butt. You know, He's, he's going for a new contract next season. He's going to want to play his mind... Uh, play out of his mind i don't know what i'm trying to say but hassan Whiteside <laughs> is going to be motivated he's going to be trying to get those rebounds and blocks i mean per 36 back in 2011 he was okay that's not a good example let's see uh 2015 16 when he played 73 games his per 36 numbers was 4.6 blocks per game that's insane that so is, that's pretty crazy with him actually getting like I don't know, 28, 30, 32 minutes. Um, Hopefully he can actually do that. I think it's very possible for him to lead at least one of those categories. Um, So just his mindset of wanting to is awesome. Another thing is he's been getting a lot of opportunities at Playmaker in practice. He's talking about being like a point center. Are you buying that at all? Do you think he's going to be able to make plays or is he just going to play his role of rebounding and blocking no, and catching No, that's, that's easier said than done. I mean, even Myers, who had been you know drafted and hung around for years, was really just starting to get into you know his rhythm in terms of passing. And, you know, obviously Hassan has gifted with a lot of other things that, you know, obviously the shot blocking is five times more than what Myers, 
had in almost a two season span, but uh, on a per season basis for Hassan. But um, you know, but at the same time, like I said, it's a lot of players, including him. I think I saw was quoted saying that there's not any real plays. It's just a lot of like motions and reads. Mm-hmm. Um, those are you know easier said than done because there's still things that you have to look for and the things are fluid and they're constantly changing uh you know mid what could have been a play so yeah um you know i think i think i think just the kind of guy that hassan whiteside is is that he's really confident and he's not going to just like go out there just like looking to necessarily just boast and brag and be crazy but you know if someone's going to come to him and ask him he's gonna you know let him know that he has he has these goals it sounds like yeah and I think it makes sense that he looked at it like, hey, I'm, I'm playing point center because he's probably used to not leading any plays. Whereas right. you look at the Blazers and, you know, Mason Plumley, he was having all – like I'm so used to seeing in the Stotts offense a center at the top of the key with the ball, having people run around, waiting and seeing, and then eventually giving up and just giving it to Dame. But still, Stotts likes to give his centers um, playmaking. Uh, whether Hassan Whiteside really gets to do that a lot, I'm sure he will get to do it more than he has in the past because that's just what Terry Stotts likes to do with centers. Nurkic is playmaking all the time. And Hassan clearly has a pretty decent basketball IQ considering how good he is at blocking and rebounding. I mean, you got to have a a sense of the game. You have to have a feel for where the ball is going to be, where the players are going to be in order to be that elite at rebounding and blocking. So... I think he's got a decent feel. I think he will get an opportunity, but it might not be to the yeah, extent I th- that I th- he's hoping. I think initially it's going to be a lot of just rolling to the rim and just kind of being that body and like yeah. a lot of a lot of second chance baskets just being as big as he is next to Zach Collins at times especially. Um, so yeah, I mean, did we really even elaborate on on that mention yet of uh, of, of Zach next to him that he had made uh, mention of during media day? Yeah, we hadn't yet. So um, Hassan said that Zach is the best front court defender that he's gotten to play alongside. Essentially, that. Um, yeah. Are you buying con- that? A lot of con- a lot of uh, condition. That's kind of a conditional statement, right? Because he says yeah. alongside, and so I wonder. <laughs> I wondered initially if that was maybe. Obviously, that's still a shot at multiple power forwards that he must have played with in his time in Miami. But yeah, um, you know. Zach, it's not too disrespectful being the, being that Zach Collins is one of the more respected, uh, you know, guys in that in that arena. I'm, I'm having this internet security app just like starts running right now for me. Sorry, yeah. sorry, team. I guess we have to go ahead and stop that. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, man. I completely my. I'm trying to like keep from technical difficulties. Zach Collins too. is good at defense. Yeah, you can't Dude, I mean, you can't you can't really take he got that like light. what like six blocks. He got like six blocks in the first game of the season last year. So, if he comes out guns blazing like that and can actually keep it up and not have a 21st birthday slump, then I'm pretty stoked for these Blazers. I mean, Hassan Whiteside and his defense, Zach Collins and his defense. Uh-huh. Um the thing is, I think the forward defense is lacking. I think losing Mo Harkless and Aminu is a big deal, and Evan Turner obviously was pretty decent at defense. Um, I don't think of, of Rodney Hood, Kent Bazemore, or Mario Hazonia at being all that good at defense. Hazonia, obviously, like he was the LeBron stopper last year. We talked about that a bit. But I don't think that the Blazers have upgraded at forward defense at all. But Dane claims that they have. He, he's talked about... Um, 
that these guys are shooters and playmakers, and he's excited about that. Um, and we'll talk more about that in a second. But he also said that the, there's an improvement at the wing defense, and I don't see that. Are you buying it? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Chief was Chief was pretty solid. Obviously, Mo was really solid uh, when he was healthy. Um, but Baze is Baze is a pretty athletic guy. Um, I think he's I think he's definitely a little bit shorter. I want to say than than each of them. Yeah. Yeah. He's but uh, you know he's he's still an athletic guy. He can he can guard some of those smaller wings uh, pretty well. And then Rodney is a little bit of an underrated defender. Um, and he's really lengthy. And then you know as long as they're not too small or and at that point Zach probably wouldn't guard him. But even on the larger side for like a four like Millsap or somebody, I got no problem with. Zach Collins being on Paul Millsap. I mean, obviously Millsap is going to get his ten or you know eighteen or twenty something. But Millsap was destroyed. But still, I mean, I mean, the, a lot of teams aren't really necessarily able to say they have a, a a solid option to defend that like a that caliber of a four every night in. But like I would say, you know, I I mm. I I would probably not buy it for the time being. If we're talking about pre- like being present for you know that mo is 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 healthy um that that kind of just is a different condition you know um i think we just have a variety of of wing defenders this year and 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 you know i watched the majority of the interviews that i had watched in recapping media day was actually i watched a a decent portion of olshay's and he was just talking about you know the depth in the team and um that's just really interesting they made a lot of statements they made a lot of statements i don't know Maybe I'm just being a critic here, but I don't know how comfortable I felt about a couple of these statements just coming out on day one. Uh, what you got? I didn't. I didn't. Did you? Did you hear? I mean, did you hear any tribute to Mo or Aminu? I was it weird or is that like a media day thing? Hey, we're moving forward. But I didn't hear anything like, hey, we just want to first off thank our old players that we've lost or anything. Did you hear? Any, or did I not watch? I don't it? know if that's even a thing. Like, I feel like maybe, maybe like when. When LeBron leaves the Heat or something, they're like, "Hey, like, okay, obviously we lost LeBron. It's a different team this year." But I don't think that's really something that they do all that much. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe yeah. I mean, obviously on the outside looking in, very far outside looking in. But um, but before we move from Mo Harkless, did you see the uh, the clip from the oh, yeah, media yeah, yeah. day? Yeah. So good, Patrick Patterson, who was on the Thunder last year. He's like, yeah, it was just like. A myriad of like internal problems it, yeah. that led to the downfall of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Mo's just like, really, like, yeah. dude, it was so funny to watch him react to what Patrick Patterson had to say because Mo's like, yeah, we're teammates now, but we know it went down differently last season. It's yeah, it's he was so quoted funny. as even he was quoted as even saying it's like a touchy subject with Paul George, like he doesn't really <laughs> like talk about it in the. I'm like, Yo. it's kind of funny that, like, Mo, Mo doesn't really care. He'll, like, he's like, oh, we don't talk about it, but I'll tell the press that we don't talk about it. Like, uh, okay. So good. So good. I, I love Mo Harkless. I don't know. I'm a big fan of his. But, I mean, saying, did you watch? How could you be Mo Harkless for years? Let's be well, now, now, you, now you're going to have to talk about some more Mount Hood puns with Rodney Hood. <clears throat> I guess so. I like Rodney. Rodney's cool. Um, so, one thing I wanted to touch on. Dame and CJ are both really high on Kent Bazemore. Uh, this is a guy who I felt like he 
fit the team a little better than Evan Turner, but I'm not all that high on him. Uh, CJ talked about, like, he, he gave him a test. He's like, hey, show up at 6.15 for the workout. And, you know, he's like, I was testing him, and he showed up. And everyone's just sounding super impressed with Kent Bazemore. Uh, do you think that he's going to have a big role on this team? I don't think he's going to start. Rodney Hood's probably going to be starting. What do you think? I think you'd be surprised. And, and when Atlanta was really doing well a couple seasons ago, um, he was definitely one of my favorite players to watch. And I'm really excited to see how he kind of fits our organization because we do need a slasher or two. Um, we have a lot of guys. I mean, Dame obviously has it in his game, and CJ's starting to finish a little bit more at the rack. But, you know, Rodney can do it on, on some of the smaller matchups. Um, but a lot of these guys do, I don't want to say saddle, but, um, you know, they're elite-level jump shooters, so they don't necessarily always get to the rack. So when you're spreading the floor like that, and then you have guys like Zach Collins, who also spreads the floor or is really low in the paint, um, along with Hassan, where there has to be the one or two guys that just go to the basket, like almost, you know, they'll he'll he'll still spot up this season. Um, and he even admitted, I think, here in recent weeks that he had a really one of his most poor three pointing, three point shooting seasons last year. Um, but I mean, he is. He's an elite level speed get to the basket slasher, and I think that's mm. we're gonna need a guy or two to do that this year. Yeah, and Dame was saying that in practices, he's going up the court and he's not having to have the ball in his hands. He's got other guys who can distribute, other guys who can shoot and play yeah. make. Those were two things that he um, brought up. Are you buying that we have better shooters and playmakers on the team than we had last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that Anthony, from what I've heard and read this this offseason, has, has clearly developed and was already pretty naturally gifted, um, even by Olshay's admission. But, um, you know, then there's Rodney, obviously, that re-signing. I think he's just – he's not going to be the same athletic defender that Aminu or uh, uh, Mo Harkless either were. But, you know, he's going to – He's gonna be that better. What what were the two adjectives again? You said you said a uh, uh, shot creator, scoring and playmaking, scoring and playmaking. Yeah, I think yeah. that I would say that. You know, most of these guys, Baysmore. I don't know. I don't know if I could speak to that on his most recent season, but I would say at their peak. You know, Mo had a Mo had a couple good games last year. Man, it's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, but to me, when Mo would get the ball. I was always like, please don't dribble. Please don't like hold on to it. Like you right. better be about to shoot if you're getting the ball with Mo mm-hmm. Harkless. And and I'm a big fan of Mo Harkless. So to me, it's like, yeah, I I could see that Rodney Hood and Kent Bazemore um, have a little more playmaking ability, and they're known as shooters. Obviously, to me, there's there's a setback in defense compared to Mo Harkless and Aminu, but I think it is it is fair that you know, <clears throat> hopefully the Blazers can emulate the spurs a little bit the spurs just always passing always have the ball moving instead of just like dame has it and hope the pick and roll works out like if you can just keep the ball moving like that can be great if if dame can get more catch and shoot he was talking about that in practice he can get some catch and shoot threes that's something that and and stotts was quoted saying that he wanted to get more uh threes this year did you did you happen to read that yeah that would be awesome i'm all for more threes that's he said he wanted to get more threes up this year. So and I think that, I mean, ah, 
I think an interesting bet or prediction we could make is how many threes, if any, if any, Hassan's going to get in the year. I mean, has he been known to get some of those spot up uh, corner ones? Because I mean, obviously, I've seen these workout videos of of him, you know, just kind of going. But I mean, I don't think that that's really his game. And the re- I don't, you'll see in a minute why I asked that. He has made four out of eighteen attempts in his career. His career, but, okay. But he's he attempted zero throughout his first five seasons, and he attempted eight, uh, two two seasons ago, and sixteen last season, only making two out of sixteen this last season. So that's he's going to shoot three pointers, and he'll probably make at least one. But the question is, do we think that's something he's going to do? What's the over under on that? I mean, I'm going to say that he makes. <clears throat> I'm going to say that he makes. Four this year. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Stotts is gonna open it up for him a little bit. I'm gonna say he makes twelve. Oh stop! I'm gonna go twelve. Can you believe that? That would I be mean, unbelievable. Sixteen three pointers attempted. Those aren't all buzzer beaters. Those are all like probably at least half of those are. Oh, oh they're not guarding me. I'm gonna shoot. Okay. Well, probably the gonna point happen of, again. The reason I asked that was because. At this point, we our starting lineup would be. Gosh, I hope they don't play Mario Herzoni at the starting four. That would just make they're, no they're sense. Not. But, they're not. But um, I don't know so, what 2K is thinking. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be obviously Dame, CJ, and then Rodney, and then Zach at the four, and then Hassan Whiteside. Like, yeah. And Zach's gonna that, be shooting threes. Exactly. So that's that's one through four for the first time in a while are like solid three-point if not hopefully Collins is solid yeah if he he's he's really going to be key man he's going to be so key this year him and him and Anthony and Bays um and then obviously Whiteside just really has to perform like to expectation doesn't necessarily have to really play out of his mind but just you know have at least I don't know what like if you had to if you had to set satisfactory and then ideal um box averages for for Hassan Whiteside what what would your what would your Christmas wish list be by the time when he, he's uh up and talking I mean, like all stats yeah I mean well just like you know through this year when he's hit his stride what he's averaging a game and in, in points rebounds assists well you, what where you'd like to see where he's at now um you know I would like to see him pretty similar to what Nurk was doing but obviously more in the rebounds and blocks department so yeah. <clears throat> I mean, ideally for me, I want Hassan getting like 14, 15 points, like 12 plus rebounds. The more, the merrier. No. Um, and then like, I mean, two, if, if, two to if three he blocks get at least two blocks, that's awesome. You know, again, yeah. the more, the merrier. Assists, I think probably stuck to like one, one and a half. Um, I, I think he will average at least one, just considering how Terry Stotts uses his centers usually. Um and then three pointers, I want him shooting <laughs> like one every four games. So there we go. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Um, <laughs> so then, with with Zach, what are, what are you thinking here? What do you, what do you, what would you like to see out of Zach? <clears throat> the exact same as Hassan. No, um, with Zach, I want to see um, I want to see at least two two three pointers per game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um I like and that. I want to see 
I don't know what his stats were like last year. Shoot, I want to see. They were pretty. They were pretty. I mean, they were relatively efficient. Um, obviously, a better defender player, defensive player, but definitely not. Um, I don't even think he was in double digits for scoring averages, right? And he was at like seven or something, right? Yeah, I I seriously want for other teams to look at our front court and not see a weakness between him and Hassan on defense. So I want their blocks both like one and a half, two, or more. That would be awesome. Um, rebounds, I think he's going to get rebounds. I think obviously Hassan's going to eat them up, but someone else has to get some rebounds. You yeah. know, Dame's not going to get them all. Dame, hopefully... Um, the team just has an identity of like this is our leader let's protect him let's make sure he doesn't have to go for him uh so hopefully zach steps up and he averages like i don't know at least seven eight rebounds a game that would be awesome no um i mean if, if how about what, what, what are you 10 what are you thinking uh scoring wise for zach what are you looking to see <sighs> like 12 13 okay i don't know if he can score more that's awesome but I mean, I would, Dame's I mean, going to be getting his 25. CJ's hopefully pushing 23, 24. Hassan, hopefully 15. So Zach getting like 12, and then a couple bench players averaging like 7, 8, 9. Yeah. Baysmore prob- maybe pushing 10. Rodney, what do you think? I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would just hope that I would love to see Zach, you know, outscore Hassan in terms of our front court, but obviously see all those. Uh, hustle hustle stats out of Hassan just really just skyrocket even if he was just averaging you know nine or nine or ten points but just was getting like 15 rebounds and like three or four blocks that's fine with me and then somebody is just struggling in that department and the nerd comes back and he's doing well you know dish him at the dish him at the deadline and and I could I could totally buy Zach Collins just doing stuff offensively that i don't anticipate obviously i'm saying i'm anticipating him doing what i don't anticipate but having pal gasol on the team is going to be huge he, he talked about um i didn't see much of zach collins uh interview but he talked about how important it is to have zach uh pal gasol on the team mentoring him you know so it's <clears throat> i think that really could help him out in huge ways i mean pal gasol one thing Olshay talked about, he, this is the most talented, deepest team he's ever started a season with. I don't know if that's true, but I think guys like Pau Gasol are what he's referring to, where these guys have championship experience, uh, and they've, you know, he's future Hall of Famer. Uh, so obviously he brings a lot to the Blazers, even if it's mainly from a mentorship component, you know, towards Zach Collins. And I and I I, I watched Zach Collins um, basically. Well, Anthony Simons uh, missed a uh, a floater and it bounced off the rim and definitely got some decent uh, you know range on as it bounced off the rim. And then Zach just went up and grabbed it and then went back down. And then when he went back up with it, Herzonia went right up in his face and he just jammed it all over him on this. Uh, if you if you haven't seen it, go on Instagram yeah. and watch uh, the Blazers posted uh, the Wednesday practice and. Yeah, I mean he's and, and there's also photos too, and I found one where he would. I think he was going up for that dunk and just like zoomed in and showed my buddy down here, and I was like, "Dude, Zach Collins has definitely put on some yeah. weight. Like, he's gotten big and he's still looking really fast, man. Like, I, I, I would be not surprised if he really turned it on this year for us. Yeah. 
looking good. Yeah, so one thing I want to touch on, Nurkic, uh, he's not putting a timetable on anything. He doesn't know when he's going to be back, all that. And the team is is happy with where he's at. They're happy with his development. Dame was talking about with Nurkic, he's like, you know, sometimes with guys with injuries, you just kind of can tell they're kind of out of it and you don't know how much they really want to come back. And he was saying Nurk was like, all in like he was he said he was on vacation in mexico like working out with nurkic like he's he's stoked to come back he has a fire under him but he's also being cautious as he should be you know you you don't want to rush into things just because it's like you know championship run but if you get injured what's what's the point um so yeah just just hope things work out for nurk to come back at at a decent time this season just you know hope he can come back better than ever I thought it was odd that like we have a a current time that we're shooting for, but we're not going to tell you today. But in the future, mm-hmm. as we update it, we're going to tell you. I was like, okay, yeah. so it, it sounds like it sounds. What well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Why <laughs> that that's an Olshay thing to say. Why that's that's just totally what. If you're not going to talk about it today, then why talk about it at all? And yeah. conversely, why you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yep. But yeah, that's you know, new shit, and also you know? he was on some weird like kid that got in trouble trying to lie to their parents stuff because like he like he was good and he was smooth sailing. He had this stuff rehearsed through the first half his 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 speech his in the in the yep. presser, and then he just kind of went on this weird tangent talking about how he respects Terry's space and Terry respects his, and he's like itching his mm. face, looking uncomfortable, and it's like. Dude, I don't know. I didn't. It was very difficult to hear some of the reporters' questions, but like, I don't know. I don't know how specific they got on that. But he just like really got. I don't want to say defensive. Like he wasn't like fast speaking or like aggressive or anything. But like he was definitely like knocked off kilter a little bit and talking mm-hmm. about that. And like, I don't know. Terry just comes out and he's just like kind of stern face, like you know, business, business, business. And it was just, it was just a really weird thing I've, i felt watch if you yeah. if you haven't seen it definitely watch the neil olshay portion of the of the media day uh he says a lot of great things a lot of uh, uh, things to be hopeful for that definitely are not just you know sentiments of someone on the inside uh, but you know it, it was just weird it just felt like there had to have been some friction there either in the past or at at some point just the way that he was discussing that dynamic yeah i, I feel like whenever olshay's in an interview talking about moves that the blazers have made it's like he's at a job interview and he's trying to puff himself up and he's like this is the best thing we could have done this is the best like and and what else are you going to do i mean that that's that's your job and you want the players to know that you have confidence in them and you think that that they're the best team in the league uh but it just always seems a little like uh, a little too like I need to make sure that my boss knows that I'm doing things right, kind of thing. I don't know. It sounds strange yeah, to me. He kind of he kind of he lays it on a little bit. Yeah, it was just it was just first because it would it it just seemed like to me that not only just in professional life but anybody, if it was really just something that was rock solid, you know, you answer it in one or two sentences and you're good. It's just like yeah, yeah. you know, we're good. We respect each other's space and you know we're good to go. And mm-hmm. that's how he answered a lot of other questions, even about more or just as serious of or careful you know, sensitive questions. But then as soon as he got to that, it was just like, he just kept going and going mm. and going. I'm like, dude, I think we get it. Like <laughs> you respect Terry yeah. Stotts, like space as a coach. But anyways, 
Yeah. Um, what, what's what's next on our on our docket here today, Christian? Well, a couple other things that Olshay talked about. One was with Jody Allen as the owner. So I, you know, I've, I've tried to look into it to get some more clarity on it because my understanding was the team was like being sold and Paul Allen's company was in control of it. And obviously, like Jody Allen was signing off on stuff last season. But it, it sounds like she's now the full owner. Um, I, I'm not totally sure where that exactly and stands. And she said, did you see the, 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 the quote I think I saw that, where she said, I want to win a couple championships? That's what, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. So Olshay said, like, she went in front of the Board of Governors or something and the commissioner, and the commissioner said, hey, uh, what is your plan with the Trailblazers? She's like, to win a couple championships. It's like, love it. I love and then it. Dame, I love how I love how in Dame's portion of uh, the media day presser, he he sits down and like he literally just sat down when I scrolled mm-hmm. through the YouTube video to that portion and like in the first two sentences he pretty much says like because we want to win a championship like in the yeah. he just he manages to get that out in the first like seriously two minutes like and that yeah. that's just He's... that's just the kind of energy that it seems everybody's talking about it's it's so weird to hear out of the locker room and I think it's very <coughs> well timed like. We haven't really heard that in the past, like in a dis, in like a, almost I don't know. It's the way that sports, feels tangible, right? right? Yeah, like it's sports. So everyone in every, I mean, especially like look at cornerbacks in, in the NFL. It's like I'm the best, and then it's like yeah. two years later, the guy's like, there's like a two or three year range for your prime speed as a quarterback, and then you're like, yep. <laughs> but everybody's always just so like you're always trying to you're always but but. The fact of the matter is, if you do want to compete at that level and be that guy, you have to believe that. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so kind of see that a little bit. Yeah. So Dame was saying, like, yeah, our our mentality after last season, our mentality is championship or bust. Essentially, like, I don't, I don't think it was really that, but our posture is we're going for a championship. And yeah. Jody Allen said that, and you know, Neil Shea kind of acknowledged, like, yeah, we made it to the conference finals, and Jody's kind of a results oriented person. You know, he, he mentioned how uh, uh, Paul Allen w- wanted to be involved. He wanted to see the player moves, have have his say in things, which is cool. Um, but he's like, Jody's yeah. like, all right, these are you've told me what you've done. Now I want to see some results. And her baseline is Western Conference Finals. So for her, it's okay, Western Conference Finals or Finals, that's it, you know? So yeah. That's pretty awesome to have, like, that's yeah. that's the posture. Like, that's what's expected of our GM to accomplish, of our team to accomplish. Um, yeah. So are you buying it? Are you buying that the, the Blazers legitimately have a chance to win a championship this season, the 50th season? I think we saw a lot of unexpected injuries just in the past season and also in the off offseason. Um, so uh, barring injuries, I'd say it's a lot more difficult. But, I mean, you never know what can happen, especially with people who are injury-prone, such as, like, Paul George. Um, and, and Corey Leonard, I wouldn't say is injury-prone, but, could, you know, it's it can happen. And, and, and KD is out for the year. Clay Thompson is out. Like, I don't know. I just – it feels like they could sneak one this year. It would – I mean, they. I think that you wouldn't call a Western Conference Finals appearance – um, sneaking one, I think you could make that argument with winning the Western Conference Finals. But in terms of getting a Finals, um, you know, championship, I'd say that'd be they could do it. Yeah. But it, but it would, yeah, it'd be sneaking it as a as a Finals championship this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I think they legitimately could do it. I don't. 
unless a you know if a big trade happens at the deadline, which I'm hoping for, um, mm-hmm. then that changes the outlook for this season and next season and so on. But as far as like last season, this season, next season, to me it's like this this season might be the best chance because last year we've heard a couple guys say that like the Blazers, if Nurk hadn't gone down, they they think they would have won the finals, that kind of thing. I think one of the new players said that in their interview. And it's yeah. like, yeah, you're kinda, you know, trying to just sound like you're a homer, but um, yeah. Probably, Still. probably Homer Herzonia. I'm tired of this man. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, but but really, I was like, last year I was so dang stoked, and when Nurk went down, I was so sad. I was like, are you serious? There goes the season. Like, and and really, I mean, we made it to the Western Conference Finals. It was an amazing postseason, but you didn't win. And they really did have a shot with Nurkic. They really did to have Ennis Cantor coming off the bench to have all that like. The team was so good with Nurkic last yeah. year. So this year, I mean, in a lot of in a lot of ways, I've I've argued that there's a slight um, step back from last year, but still, you still got Dame, CJ, hopefully Nurkic healthy and ready to play by the time playoffs come. This team is still super good at three positions, and you got Whiteside, you got developing guys. I really think it is a championship contender. I I don't think it's the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe even not like fourth favorite, but I do think that the NBA is open enough that the Blazers have a pretty dang good shot if things work out well to win a championship. Well, it's going to be hard to, to defend Kawhi and Paul George. It's going to be hard to defend LeBron and Anthony Davis. It's going to be hard to defend Antetokounmpo if you make it to the finals against him. But I really think the Blazers do have a shot. Yeah, and and, and um, speaking of which, I'll ask you just really quickly, the where you said you know obviously the NBA is more wide open and that's a, a topic that many people have discussed to this point but do you think that maybe we'll see this further snowball and see maybe even a bit of a migration back to the Eastern Conference uh, from a lot of star players I mean because we've obviously seen this breakup and we've seen a couple players go over there and even uh, kind of link up in like Philly and um, you know the Bucks are starting to make a name for obviously have been kind of a powerhouse now for a while and uh celtics raptors are decent like when is is it gonna really even be necessary to have the uh the uh what 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 would you call the seating where it would be non-conference based yeah um i mean i don't think the playoffs are going to change in that way i would like to have uh an episode where we talk about what i think would be the ideal direction for the nba to go with playoffs and you know single elimination tournament kind of deal like i have plenty of ideas that i would love to share but i don't think adam silver is trying to abolish playoff seating in that way i think there could be a slight migration back to the eastern conference but i don't see it with any of the big stars most of the big stars are locked up um for long-term contracts and they're on contending teams i mean really like chris paul could end up in the eastern conference but that's not going to swing championships or anything like that um, right eh. who would he go to i mean not swing a championship but Chris, you know Chris if Paul you put, put if you put him that's it <laughs> yeah in the east i'm trying to think of myself well obviously it wouldn't hurt to have him as a backup or you know kind of a small backcourt with Kyrie. but um you know a lot of these teams that are a name in the eastern conference already have a point card <laughs> um I mean, you could you could put them you could put them on the Bucks, and that could yeah. that could 
that could help them. I but swinging a championship, I could see that. I could see you saying that. Yeah. But I just want to put some respect on Chris Paul's name. He's pretty good at basketball. But, um, yeah, he's he's pretty good. So one thing I want to talk about, Anthony Simons. He came in. He said he's grown an inch and he's gained like 10, 13 pounds from last season, like the start of last season. So here's the other thing. Everyone on the Blazers was talking him up. Neil Olshay was talking about how this is the deepest, most talented team he's ever had. And he's talked about Anthony Simons as the most talented player he's ever drafted. And he's continuing to say that. He's saying like, this guy is going to blow your mind, essentially. Are we buying that yeah. whatsoever? You think you think Anthony Simons is going to blow I, I think this I, season? I think I am, and I think he already has. And I think that if you just look at his body last year, he he just had one of those bodies where you're like, yeah, that's he's not even close. He's not even close to being done growing, bro. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if if he ended up being just like an undersized wing, basically. Like mm. uh, when when all is said and done, like I mean, because what he's currently six. Three? Yeah, he said he's six three without shoes, so six four. That's what he said. Yeah, so I mean, he could still grow another inch or two, man. He could. He could be like Bazemore. I just can't even fathom it because when I hit like sixteen, it was game over. Like I was short all my life, and then I had a growth spurt, and then it was just done. And I'm like, I don't understand that's all, how that's... Giannis is growing at like nineteen twenty. But I remember hearing that even even in high school football, they said, you know, obviously a lot of it is just timing. Like some yeah. people just keep growing like, um, you know, uh, a lot of, like a lot of people that are that are pro athletes keep growing basically into their mid 20s. Crazy. And didn't Anthony Davis? Obviously, that was one of the bigger, uh, more well-known uh, stories. But in, in this context, but Anthony Davis had, had grown like just unbelievable yeah. amount, even in his time at, yeah. at Duke, right? It, w- it was mostly in high school. Like he was a point guard going into high school, and then he ended up having a huge growth spurt. So he that's why he's viewed as being but, so good is he has yeah. the physical stuff while also having to you know compensate for his height growing up mm-hmm. and having to acquire those skills. And CJ is similar, where CJ was tiny for a long time and he had a growth spurt so you know if he hadn't had those growth that growth spurt he's probably not going to be in the nba um no. so yeah it's just you know that's the luck of the dice on that one and luck of genetics. luck of the irish the luck of the Irish. Uh, um so yeah anthony simons i'm pretty stoked about um i've talked before about how i just don't see him on the Blazers long term like it just doesn't make sense to have Dame CJ and Anthony if he is as good as they say like CJ's got to go or Anthony's got to go sometime in the next couple seasons because Anthony's okay. going to want well, a big contract. but then it, it it would be it would be CJ because you could get some serious pieces for CJ yeah. in his third or fourth year if they think of an option and trade him in his like fourth year or something like that like you but, could get some serious pieces and then build around Zach Collins and old Dame and and for me, like, yeah, you, we we got to be thinking long term, man. <sighs> Dude, I'm stoked for this season. Any yeah. other things you want to talk about? Oh, one thing I was thinking about while we were talking mm-hmm. about something half an hour ago. Kent yeah. Bazemore, in his pictures, he looks so like skinny. Like his legs look skinny. I'm like this guy. Like I'm not feeling good about him defending some of the bigger forwards in the league. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'm... Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll probably just play him at like a two or, or two or a, uh, you know when they have smaller threes. Yeah, and Dame saying that he feels good about like the def- 
the defensive forwards that they got. I'm like, I just don't see it. I don't know. I mean, I I feel good about the team. I feel good. I think about... Rodney's. I think Rodney's going to surprise you personally. But I hope me. so. I've I've been high on Rodney Hood. I remember back at Duke, he played behind Jabari Parker, and there was all this talk about like if Jabari Parker wasn't here, Rodney Hood would be lighting it up. And <clears throat> then he went to the Jazz. And it was the same thing with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward was there. And then Rodney Hood went to Cleveland, and it's like, LeBron left. He's going to show up, and it didn't really seem to be that way last season. Luckily, yeah. the Blazers got him. I, <clears throat> I'm i high on Rodney Hood still. Um, yep. I just I thought he had the potential to really be a star. And so, hopefully, he I think I think, he's, we'll I think he can still uh, have a career year. And um, definitely, I, he's he's playing well. So, anything else you wanted to chat about, my friend? No, I mean all these all these players are stoked to be in Portland. Rodney was talking about he just was so glad to stay in Portland. Baysmore stoked about Portland. Hazonia, like you've said, seems to be kind of laying it on a bit, but he's stoked to be in Portland too. He's wearing Drazen yeah. Petrovic's number of forty four. I so like that's it. Pretty neat. Yeah, and yeah. Hassan, of all course, right. he's got shooters, dude. So we got shooters. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, and, uh, you know, definitely stay tuned. Christian, do you happen to know uh, the date here for our, the first preseason game as you eat your pot pie? First preseason game. Hang on. I got it, I got it on my phone because I got tickets. Actually, well, for the, um, the Denver Nuggets Memorial Coliseum game is October 8th, I believe. Wait, what? In the next week? Yeah, dude. The NBA season is starting in... 20 days isn't that insane what and by the time people watch this tomorrow it'll be 19 days oh my goodness that's crazy dude, dude i never so I, I honestly i this is i, I graduated uh finished my degree earlier later last year and just been working so much i i sometimes i don't even check up on stuff like that and then it's like oh here we are it's october so seriously but that we're gonna be right in that sweet spot where my girlfriend is telling me i need to Quit watching so much sports because I got NFL and NBA going on, but Dude, no, it's so okay. Good. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch some. Uh, we're gonna turn her into a Blazers fan. Right now, she's still ripping that purple and gold. I don't know what that's all about. <gasps> yeah. Although my yeah. fantasy football team name is Lacamas Lakers, so you know there's that. But speaking of which, I'm still undefeated four zero. Dude, I'm four zero in my money league where it matters, and I'm wrecking. If you can you see my tell, team, you want to tell blow the... your mind. You want to tell the good uh, folks of our audience uh, what, you, what, you, what you threw down there on that money league and what the potential pot there is? Uh, I, okay, so I don't know what the pot is because we were talking about like, oh, we have draft parties and all that, so some of the money's going to that. But we put in 35 bucks each. So Okay, okay. Like some money. Pretty nice, stoked. man. I'm, like, I'm the only undefeated, and then everyone else is 500 or worse. No one is 3-1. and one. Everyone's either 2-2 two and two or 1-3. and three. I'm like, all right, I'm going to wreck. That's pretty um, solid. So yeah, Blazers got Memorial Coliseum uh, against the Nuggets October eighth next Tuesday, so less than a week away, and then wow. home home opener against the Nuggets on October. Why can't I find it? October twenty third, Wednesday, October twenty third. I'm skipping youth group. I'm gonna be at that game, and <laughs> if you are at that game and you're watching this right now, we gotta meet up. Hit me up. Yep. Let's meet up. Hit him up. 
All right, reasons. everybody. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you, I think, believe, to uh, Chimney for still providing us with some of the tunes right now. Uh, go and check them out and follow them on uh, Spotify. Follow some of their uh, music. I believe they have an EP on there. Once again, it's Chimney, C-H-I-M-N-E-Y. It's my good friend Thomas Hudson's uh, band. And then, of course, subscribe and like us and all those uh, diddly doodads on, on the streaming platforms. Um like uh, Apple iTunes and Google Podcast and Spotify and whatever you're probably listening to us right now on. So, mm. yeah. All Tell right. Me. Signing off, folks. Until next week. It's all plain to see. Run away with me. Out from your shackles, I'm breaking you free. It's all plain to see. Run away with me. Your wedding's the